Welcome to Global Outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. We have with us again on this podcast our pastor, Justin Goff, from Grace City Church in Harrison, Arkansas. And we got going so well on last week's podcast that we thought, hey, let's do some more of this. We were talking about how things work in the spirit, especially regarding head and body. Welcome back, Pastor Justin. We're so glad to have you with us again today. Uh, just to review, last week we were talking, you were talking and teaching about the head and the body and how Adam uh, was this creature that God made out of mud. And Sister Gwen used to call it like a, a mud ball. <laughs> mud ball, yes. <laughs> yeah. when, she, when God made Adam, he made him a mud ball. And, and how he breathed life into him, but he was male and female at that point. And then you referred to once he removed the side, the side of the hole, and made a complete separate creature out of that. Then they became Ish and Isha, which is husband and wife, basically, basically male and female. Yeah. So, and, and then you went on to talk about how this head and body thing has been so misunderstood. And I'd like you to carry on, if you would, about what has happened in our culture as a result of misunderstanding and just however the, the Holy Spirit leads you. Thank you at, for coming back and yeah. being with us again. Awesome. Hey, this is a real honor. Thank, thank you for having me. It's good to be asked to come back twice. <laughs> <laughs> so, it could happen again. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, so we're looking at how things work in the Spirit. And we see a mystery being revealed. Of course, a Bible mystery is hidden things. But a Bible mystery isn't something hidden from you. Bible mysteries is something hidden for you. And so he set it up for us to discover it. And once we discover what these mysteries are, or that mystery, which was intended from the beginning to be revealed, it gives us keys. And this is what I said before the podcast. Jesus said, I'll build my church and I'll give you the keys. What are these keys? The keys is or are how things work in the spirit. And so one of the mysteries or the keys that he's revealing to us here in Ephesians is this thing about Christ and the church or Christ and his body. And in Ephesians 5, 32, he says, this is a great mystery. And he's, he's speaking about the husbands and the wives. He's speaking about head and body. And he calls it a great mystery. And he says, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So we looked at really what was going on in the beginning when he made that a dome. And in that a dome, by the way, there's two, two atoms. Okay, we're, we're from Arkansas. We just say Adam, you know, Adam. But the, he, the, the Hebrew word is a dome. And there's two, okay? And one fell, the other one came in glory, okay? Now, in the first Adam, as you said, there was male and female. In the second Adam, there is also male and female in this sense. Of course, the Scripture says that in Christ there's neither male nor female. Or we need to say it like this. Of course, you need to listen to the last podcast so we don't have to, yeah. you know, cover all of this. But here's a great mystery being revealed. Once you were born again, okay, you are now dead to yourself. So it's no longer about you being a female or you being a male now. Of course, that's that's what you're most acquainted with. I mean, 
the anatomical relationship most people have, they're very familiar with their gender, okay? You're very familiar, Sharon, with the fact that you're a female. <laughs> and Phil, you're yeah. very familiar with the fact that you are a male and the differences, okay? And, uh, you know, emotionally, physically, everything, okay? We're, we're talking about the whole gamut. But when you became born again, you died. Right. Okay, and you, you are now, you, you are now resurrected in the life of Christ, and your life is now hidden in Christ. We talked, That's right. We talked about this, that uh, if you're a born-again believer, okay, Bible says that you, we're not going to be given to marriage, okay? So how things work, work in the Spirit is not based on that kind of dynamic or distinction, because when we were raised, we were raised into now a new Adom, okay? We were reunited now in a new body, the second Adam, and we are now one. We are now sons. Mm -hmm. The kingdom refers to us as sons. When the kingdom, when the Father looks at us, he sees us in Christ. Yes. Jesus being the head. See, yes. this is the mystery. That's our identity. That is our identity. That's how you are identified. And now, now in reference to that, Jesus being the head, you being part of the body, all of our kingdom function now is based on whether or not we're anointed head, appointed head, or anointed body, or appointed body. It's not based on being female or male. Okay. Now, there, there's, there's a whole lot. I mean, this will stir the religious pot here. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, we, you know, we talked about it in the last podcast where we touched on it. You know, can, a, can, can women pastor? I mean, there, there are so many church circles that have absolutely, they have no biblical framework for, for women being in any kind of leadership. And uh, I disagree with that wholeheartedly based on the fact that the let the Bible speak for itself. Amen. When we were born again, we became dead to our femaleness, dead to our maleness. Now we are united as one body, this Adom, this heavenly Adom. And our distinctions now are where our appointments are. Are we appointed a body function? By the way, 1 Corinthians 12 says he places in the body as he sees fit. And and in that body. Okay, there's a macro or 30,000-foot view. There's the big, the big picture. Jesus is the head. Okay, that's Ephesians. We learned that. He was appointed. You know, Jesus didn't even choose, choose that. True. The Heavenly Father chose that. Mm -hmm. uh, even his appointment as high priest. The Bible says Jesus didn't choose that. God appointed—the Father appointed Jesus to be the head. Now, when, yeah. when you and I got born again, then we were also appointed in the body as he saw fit. And in the micro sense, okay, there's multiple multiple dimensions. The husband and wife is one dimension of of that function, where there's a head and a body. Uh, a, an employer and an employee is another micro expression, where there's a head, the employer, and the body, the employees. Okay, if you're a team leader, and you lead a team, that's a micro expression of the head. By the way, the team leader is graced and anointed with headship function. The body is not, but the body is anointed and appointed to be in a body function. Real quick, let me reiterate something that we brought up in the last podcast. The body has no mobility mm -hmm. without impulse right. or command or instruction from the head. And the head has no mobility without receptivity of its impulse from the body. Now, if you, we want to look at this in a practical sense. My arm you know, unless there's some uh, neurological damage, my arm just doesn't decide to do stuff on its own. But it is uniquely anointed to fulfill 
an impulse that comes from the command and control center, which is the head. Mm -hmm. So the body is uniquely poised, appointed to be in a submissive role. Hmm. I, and that's hard to say. So, 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 I just try and say that several times. It's very hard. It's, it's like a church cuss word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> very few churches can say the word submission in context. That's because it got abused. It got abused, totally abused. And that doesn't make it not biblical. It doesn't. And we'll look at that. Okay. We'll, we'll go to Genesis three and we'll look at the introduction, the struggle now between head body function and where insubordination was introduced. We'll look at that in Genesis three, but the body is uniquely anointed uh, to complement a head and the head is uniquely anointed to complement a body. And so we said this, uh, think brain dead. What is brain dead? Brain dead is, you know, and let's put this in terms of a person. Somebody who's brain dead is somebody that, you know, it, whether it be an accident, something, trauma, uh, but they have a fully functioning body, but there's a disconnect between brain function and body function. And so they're brain dead. Their body is completely healthy, completely strong, could do anything. But because the brain is malfunctioning or disconnected in some way, the body is immobilized, okay? Now think paralyzed. So that's the reverse. The brain is fully functioning, but there's some disconnect or some damage that has happened to the body in some, some way that even though the, the brain could give command or instruction or impulse, the body can't respond to it. And until we see the mystery and apply it in its appropriate revelation context here, a lot of the body of Christ right now is immobilized. Hmm. Marriages are immobilized. See, the head is anointed to do something that the body is not. And this is because headship is an appointment. And I started out saying Jesus didn't even appoint himself. True. Jesus did not appoint him himself. In fact, uh, one scripture in Colossians said that the father gave him to be the head so that he could have preeminence. He had to be appointed head in order to have preeminence over things concerning the body. Yeah. Jesus didn't even appoint himself, but the father did. And the same appointments are being given in, in the micro sense. You ever heard the uh, term too many chiefs, mm -hmm. not, enough no. in, not enough Indians? Yes. What is that reference to? Everybody wants to be the head. Nobody yeah. wants to be the body. Yeah. But we mentioned this, that if you look at Genesis and it says where God took the rib, and there's kind of been this little play, this little slang, this, this slander, really, interjected by the father of lies, the devil. A lot of people saw that when the King James or the New King James or other translations used the word rib. By the way, that's a poor word, okay, because that does not give the full expression of what was being said there. And I've even heard people say, well, that was a spare rib. Well, that right there, woman represents, or a woman in particularly wife, but woman represents the body anointing, body appointment, okay? The man or the husband represents head anointing and head appointment. But if you look at that passage and say, oh, he just had a spare rib, you know, he, he, he you know, wouldn't have missed it. Well, that creates a very degrading perspective. And a lot of people have carried that on. Mm -hmm. And so this is why in a lot of religious circles, there is no place whatsoever for women or wives to be in any kind of leadership or headship. They, they, they can't pastor. They can't speak to men. I mean, some, some churches take it as far as you can't even speak. If, if, the, if it is a mixed crowd, the woman cannot speak publicly. 
Mm-hmm. That's a, that, that, that's, that's how degrading this idea of the spare rib, the right. extra piece that he wouldn't have missed, you know, had he, you know, realized it. No, the word there was Selah, and it's literally half of a whole. So when Adom was there, he was a complete mankind. He was a complete species. God removed the two, but then he put them back together, and the two now become what? One again. They're interdependent, complementary. The head cannot do what it's anointed to do without its body, and it has been appointed a specific body. I think we touched on this, but the Lord said this, what I have joined together. Let no man separate. What has he joined together? We think in terms of male, female. Well, sure, they're com- they're complementary. Their genders are complementary, but that's not the highest re- revelation. The highest revelation was he joined a head to a particular body and a particular body to a head. And you've been appointed, Sharon, as the head of this ministry. You know, God ordained that there would be a body that would be uniquely complementary to your headship and that you couldn't fulfill your highest calling alone. True. The revelation is we need a body. Yeah. And the body needs its head. And the two work together very, 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 very well. Now, listen, let's look at Genesis 3. Let's, because there, there's, um, I, I want to bring in something that if you don't use the decipher, which is the key from Ephesians 5, people are going to mess this up. So, uh, <laughs> so listen to it again yeah. before you write to us. Listen, yeah, 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 yeah. If, if you're going to sure write, you Make sure you heard what we said. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's look at this in Genesis 3. So this is the introduction of what I call, okay, the, these are Justin's words. I'm saying this is the strategy of immobilization. Okay. And so once again, we got to remember the decipher. In Christ, listen to the first podcast of this series. In Christ, there is neither male nor female, but head and body. Okay. See, because our identity our identity is in Christ, and the Bible clearly states he's the head of the church, and right. we are the body. So it's not male, female, it's head, body. Now, Genesis 3.16. So this is where the curse is leveled at us. And the father said to the woman, he said, I will multiply your sorrow and your conception and pain you shall bring forth children. Now, let's look at the second part. This is where I want to go. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. Now, the New Living Translation says this, and you will desire to control your husband. But he by the way, let's let's use our let's use our keys, our decipher. All right, so what's actually being said here? The body will seek to usurp or control its head. Remember, this is a great mystery being revealed. There's anointings here. These are how things work in the spirit, head, body. It is not good that Jesus, the ultimate headship function and anointing, should be alone. There's only one thing complementary to Jesus, and that's his body. Mm-hmm. All right, so so he, here we say, your desire will be to control. Now, he spoke this to the wife, but see, the wife represents what? Body. So he said to the body, because of the fallen nature, mm-hmm. you've fallen from this glorious, complementary, interdependent, two-one role where the head is incomplete without its body, and the body is incomplete Without his head, even though there's two distinct outworkings, they were designed to function as one. So we see now this strategy of immobilization against the kingdom revelation of how things work in the spirit. Here it is introduced here. Now, because of the curse, the body will seek to usurp or control its head. By the way, the head is always the command and control center. It's where the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, all the brain function 
It's all in the head. Body responds to head impulse. Okay. Right. And uh, so, so here it says the body shall seek to control. And then it said the guys didn't get let off the hook here. He said, and the head will seek to rule. Now, once again, I think the Amplified does a better job at amplifying what was actually being said here. But the head would seek to control through tyranny or domination, like aggressive domineering, rather than a servant leadership that Jesus revealed to us. By the way, he said, those of you who are in the kingdom, those of you who are, in, who are, who are the greatest in the kingdom or the most honorable in the kingdom— What's he referring to? He's referring to headship anointing. Mm-hmm. Okay. He said, shall be what? Servant of all. The servant of, of all. So headship, okay, is not domineering, tyrannical leadership. It's servant leadership. And the head is designed to serve the body. I'm kind of getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm, I'm just flowing. But in Ephesians 5, it says that the head is tasked with cleansing and washing with the water of words. Where's the mouth at? It's in the head. Oh, yeah. And so we see Jesus then being the head of the church. How is he cleansing and washing us? He's using his word. Jesus is, he's the one who has the anointing to call out the destiny in the body. Mm -hmm. So the head then, the head of the home, the head of the ministry, holds the anointing to unlock the destiny of its body that's been assigned to it. How how does it do it? With words. Mm -hmm. It uses words. Right. So you can. That's why the, the the father's blessing is so important in the family and like at at the Shabbat, the, yep. in the in the Orthodox Jewish family, the 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 husband is going to speak Proverbs thirty one over his wife every every week, and he's going to speak blessings over his <laughs> children Hallelujah. as sons and daughters. You know, yeah. blessing blessing his daughters to be like Rachel and and Leah yeah. and and blessing his sons and 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 the speaking of that blessing makes such a difference in how the children grow up who's tasked with that the head mm-hmm. that's why it's the father right. okay because the husband ephesians 5 says the husband is the head mm-hmm. and it's not degrading the wife but these are appointments they're 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 prearranged jesus didn't even choose it okay so the husband didn't just all of a sudden wake up one 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 day and say that's what i'm going to do he entered into how things work in the spirit. And this is why the husband, the father, had the anointing to speak the blessing. Now, it's not that the, that the wives can't, but, uh, but the, the biblical historical reference we have is that the father or the priest of the home mm-hmm. would give the blessing. Okay, But when we use the decipher, Sharon, you as the head of this ministry, you hold the anointing. You have the mouth that will call forth the destiny you you have the mouth you you have the anointed mouth over this ministry that will unlock the potential that's in the body hallelujah so it's in in this sense because you've been appointed headship it's not about cuz in Christ it's not female male okay you're you're a son and he appointed you the head of this ministry yeah and so you function in the head function regardless of if you're female in the natural see this is where people miss it yeah. They say, well, you're, you're female, so psh, was, you know, meh. No, we're totally missing it. We're missing out on who you are in the spirit. Who are you in the spirit, Sharon? In the spirit, you are an anointed head. You carry blueprints for this ministry that no one else carries because all that is invested in the head function. 
Yeah. Uh, so let's go back to Genesis 3 here and let's look at this, uh, this attack. And so part of the curse was that the body would seek to usurp its role and position and fight for one that it wasn't anointed for. Mm-hmm. And so this is where historically all issues stem from right here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, even in the natural, even in the natural, even if, in the natural, like if you if you allow your appetite uh-huh. to rule you, yeah, if you allow your your lusts to rule you, exactly, then then you know mm. it oh, it, it takes it takes us into that part of Romans seven, oh wretched man that I am, mm-hmm. you know, where where you have this war going on between I I would do these things, but I don't do these things, and I don't do the I don't do the things I should, and I and I do the things, things I shouldn't, shouldn't. yeah. And, and, and but and that's in the natural. Then it's condemnation, oh wretched man that I am, yeah, because yeah. I did this. <laughs> yeah, and 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 there's there's plenty of help coming from you know mm-hmm. the dark side that's trying to keep us in that place of being out of order with our head. Yeah, hmm. well, and in, in Romans seven, yeah, Paul said he sees a law at war. It's the law of the mind. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the law of the mind. He said, according to the inward man, I, d- I desire to do what is right. But he said that sin, that nature, that lust was trapped in this in the flesh. Right. And later he said, there's only one way. Yeah. You got to subdue it. Right. You got to put it under. Right. You have to remind the body mm-hmm. that it is subject to its head. Yes. And you have to <laughs> speak it. Yeah. You, ha- you have you to speak, speak it. Speak to your body. Yeah. So right here we see this 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 war. So the principle how things work in the spirit, it's right here still for yeah. even that context, Romans 7. And so the curse brought division between the two. Rather than working together, they would seek to control each other. Mm-hmm. Rather than be one, they would seek to be contrary. Okay. Now here we have the beginning of and the introduction to, quote, fallen man's religion right here. Okay. Fallen man has a religion. Okay. That is witchcraft. Mm. The religion of fallen man is witchcraft. Wow. Now, I'm going to give you just a working definition. Okay. I mean, y'all, this is good. y'all, y'all are well-versed, okay? But Go for it. Let me give you my working definition here. Witchcraft, in its essence, is the attempt to control somebody and make them do what you want by the use of anything or any spirit which is not the Holy Spirit. Mm. That's witchcraft. Yeah, so manipulation. Is it, which is, okay. is witchcraft, yeah. yeah. So witchcraft, okay, has two main elements to it. One is intimidation. Mm-hmm. The other is manipulation. There you go. Okay. So woman, okay, which uh, actually better define wife here, principally the body, by nature would seek to subvert or be contrary or contradicting and ultimately seek to control the head. And the head would, by nature, fall, fall in nature through witchcraft, would seek to dominate, lord, or rule tyrannically over the body. Now, I don't want to leave us you know, on a negative, but I want to show you something here. Uh, I'm going to show you witchcraft, okay, in its practical outworking, okay, in your marriage, in the church, okay, mm-hmm. in the workplace, okay, in the home. Now, the Bible gives us snapshots of intimidation and manipulation. By the way, both the end game of witchcraft is domination, okay, and or controlled outcomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something here because, okay. In the revelation of how things work in the spirit, once you realize that headship is an appointment and an anointing, it's not because it's better. It's because it's, a, it's an appointment. It's not better. It's just, it's complementary. The body function, okay, which would take on the role of receiving impulse, okay, is not less than, it's an appointment. It's an anointing. It's not less than, 
It's an anointing to be called in a body role, which means you would receive instruction. You would receive impulse. You would receive command. Remember when Jesus marveled at the centurion soldier? Mm-hmm. Two, two times in the New King James, Jesus marveled. And they were both at people who were not covenant Israel. Mm-hmm. But they had revelation of how things work in the spirit. One of them was with, with the guy who needed Jesus to come. But he said, hey, I'm not worthy. So just give the word. Mm-hmm. And then he said this, because I'm a man who is under, or we can say it like this, I'm a man who's within a body and I have a head. And I am also a head that has a body under me. And whatever I say to my body happens. He had a revelation of Jesus being the head. Yes, he did. And he knew all the head had to do was give impulse and mm-hmm. the body would respond. Whatever Jesus said, the body would do Beautiful. because that's the design. Mm-hmm. He saw himself. We could even say this, just like David. David had revelations that were beyond himself, beyond his time. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus marveled at this uncircumcised, potentially uncovenant. Mm-hmm. He was outside of the house of Israel, mm-hmm. but yet he knew how things worked in the spirit that not even his own covenant family members had revelation of. Yeah, Jesus, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. All of Israel, mm-hmm. the, the 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 totality of my covenant people don't don't even know how things work in the spirit like this guy does. Mm-hmm. And how did this guy mm-hmm. get it? Because he realized he is someone over him and he has people under him. He knew head, body. Right. He saw himself within Jesus's body. Jesus being the head. All Jesus had to do was think it. Give the impulse, and the arm will move. Hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jesus marveled. Yeah. All right, so let me go back to my thought here real quick. i close to getting time, but um, we got to remember the decipher here, okay? So there's a kingdom framework. We're talking about this kingdom framework of heaven and is clearest and expressed the strongest through the, the relationship between the husband and his wife. And I want to read a scripture to you in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 13. Now listen. People will mishear this Mm -hmm. if you don't apply the decipher. We're not talking about male-female. We're talking about head-body. I'm going to read it from the Amplified Classic because it hits the hardest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It says this, The foolish woman is noisy. She is simple and open to all forms of evil. She willfully and recklessly knows nothing whatever of eternal value. Verse 14, For she sits at the door of her house on a seat in the conspicuous places of the town. Now, we're talking about in Genesis chapter 3 when the curse was leveled, and we began to see the strategy of immobilization, what Mm -hmm. the devil tried to do to disconnect the head from its body. Same strategy working in the church now. Okay, That's why he hates marriages. You know why God hates divorce? Because he put a head with a body. Yeah. And right here in Proverbs, we see something. Now, this foolish woman, who's this foolish woman? Now, she's a married woman. Who's this foolish woman? The family of words with foolishness is uh, included in, in that is insubordinate. Okay, so this, this, this woman, she's, she, she's married. She's an unsubmitted woman. But who is this woman? What is the decipher? It's talking about the body. So now, this is not generically saying that women in general are foolish. Right. That, of course, that's not true. Women in general are not foolish. This is a body that is unsubmitted to its head. And when you get disconnected from your head, notice the strategy of immobilization. Notice what's, what's, what, what's happening here. Open to all forms of evil. Mm-hmm. Okay, remember James 3 where there's uh, envy 
selfish ambition, there's strife. Strife is like a portal. It says where there's strife, there's every evil thing. Yes. Strife is like a like like a portal. You engage in strife, you are opening up the door for demonic activity. Like you are inviting a demonic party, okay? To just yeah. to take over and rule. But we gotta understand here that this foolish, unsubmitted body is open to all forms of evil. When you choose, by the way, it goes goes on to say that she was willful in this. When you choose not to yield to your anointing as the body, you open up yourself to all forms of evil. Yeah, There is protection in submission. Okay, so it says here that the foolish unsubmitted body, when disconnected, when disconnected from its counterpart, is open to all, or let me say it like this, the foolish unsubmitted body, when, dis, when disconnected from its counterpart, is open to another deceptive headship. Think about this. The body has been joined to a head, and the head has been joined to a body. What kind of evil deception and strategy is it for a body to now deny the head its God-designed and appointed anointed role to bring guidance and leadership to its very own body? The, the Bible's talking about the strategy here. Mm-hmm. And the body that willfully disconnects itself from his head is foolish, and it opens its body itself up to all forms of evil. It says she— Willful, and remember, she is not female. She body. Mm-hmm. The unsubmitted body willfully and recklessly knows nothing whatever of eternal value. Yeah, that's the truth. How things work in the spirit. Verse 4, 14, for she, she who, the unsubmitted misaligned body, sits at the door of her house. Now, another translation says that she has enthroned herself. Mm-hmm. Remember, headship is an appointment. It says she has enthroned herself on the high ground of the city. She sits at the door of her house. She takes a seat at the high places. You understand what's going on here? The body is trying to usurp mm-hmm. and function in a place it was not appointed to function in. Mm. We're not talking about females less than or males greater than. That's not even what we're talking about. We're talking about the two kingdom rev- revelations, the appointments, head, body. And when a body does not recognize that it's been anointed to be body and tries to usurp that role, it creates all kinds of chaos. Now, this is in contrast to the Proverbs 31 woman whose husband sits at the gates. That's right. What's this saying? The head or the husband is appointed anointed. The body here refers to the wife, but anybody who's in a body role. If you work for somebody who owns their own business, you're a body. Yeah. You take the body role. Anybody who works for this ministry takes on the body role. Was it the last podcast or this one where it said, have you ever heard, heard the phrase, too many chiefs, yeah. not enough Indians? Yeah. Everybody, well, what needs to happen, and I believe it's coming, is people are getting a revelation of how these two roles work. They're going to see where they're the head in some situations, and they're going to see where they're the body in, in others, and we're going to awaken to our anointings, and it's just going to strengthen everything. Marriage is going to be strengthened. Ministries are going to be strengthened. Businesses are going to go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Because we're now we're not now we see the strategy and we're not going to be trying to usurp these anointings, but we're going to work together as one. And you know, for those who have been in that female male mindset where they've been hurt, Jesus, who is the head of the body, provided because he is the head of the body. He provided, as you were saying before the podcast started, you mentioned something about the the role of husband the etymology of that word is is the house bond like yes. he's the one that stewards the house to hold it together jesus is the one who has stewarded he laid down his life 
yeah. for his body. Mm-hmm. And so whatever, whether we're male or whether we're female, we've been hurt along the way. And the healing is in the head and being rightly related to the head. And so that's where we start in our journey Hallelujah. in moving forward is in, first of all, rightly relating to Jesus Christ as our head of our lives so that he can then begin to work in our mind and our will and our emotions to bring us into that place where we will rightly relate to one another in that same, in that same picture. So, because he's, he's about to pour out his spirit Mm -hmm. and in that outpouring of his spirit, this global outpouring in that outpouring of his spirit, he is bringing things into order because he's bringing his kingdom Mm -hmm. and let his kingdom come. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the good news of God's global outpouring. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, connect with us, get a link to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. You can browse our online bookstore for amazing anointed material. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.